Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. I'm always appreciative of, of this time to give you something that God has given to me because it always encourages me. And so um, this morning is going to be a little bit different because it was different for me. (laughs) So you're going to get what I got. Um, The title of my message is Run to the Father. And we just heard the song, Run to the Father. And I even text Matt, I think it was last night. I said, you still have Run to the Father on the list? Because I noticed it was on there. And he said, yeah. I said, oh, good, because that's the title of my message. And so I really want to leave that song on there uh, because of just how God was speaking to me through it. Um, So for weeks now, I have known what I was going to come here today and bring to you. And it wasn't until Friday that I felt like that is not the message for today. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like when that happens to me. I really don't like that because I'm one of those people that like to have lots of books and study and read for like a long time preparing. Not that, I mean, that's just how I am. I like to really just feel like, okay, I'm prepared. And um, so when this happens to me, I have to really just rely totally on God. And that's not something that any of us feel comfortable with all the time, I I don't think. So anyway, I was sitting at my desk yesterday morning, still not knowing what I was going to talk about, but knowing that, okay, you know, God's going to have to do something because I could stand up here and just tell y'all some stuff, you know, but I wanted to really say some things to you that God wanted you to hear, you know, because I could probably impress impress you with how eloquently I speak. (laughs) They, you laughed too hard about that. I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> but um, so I'm just wondering, you know, what what God wanted to talk talk to you about, talk to me about, and uh, so I'm just praying. I'm reading scripture. I'm, you know, I begin to read some words that God had spoke to me years ago. You know, because I'll write down like if He gives me these one two line things, I write them down and I save them because sometimes you know I might need to remember. And most of the time, I remember. But I came across something that I had forgotten. And I was like, oh, how could I have forgotten that? But so it really stood out to me. And so um, this is what he said to me. And I don't even remember. I didn't write the date down when he said this to me. So I can't tell you how long ago. But it's been quite a, quite a long time ago that he said this to me. When I was seeking him for a message then, I think. And it says, <clears throat> you need a directive and a positive. And I was like, that's not something I would say or think. <laughs> you need a directive and a positive. It sounded a little bit too smart for me. But, uh, and so, of course, I then look, looked up both words, even though, you know, we assume that we know what something means, but I just really wanted to, to see if, you know, there was something there that I didn't understand. So the directive is the direction, what we're aiming for. So God, God always wants us to have a direction, a place that we're going with something. And because we can't have anybody follow us if we're not knowing where we're going. And so a directive is so important. But by itself, it's not enough. We have to have a positive. And the positive is, is that we are convinced. 
that we are certain that we believe that God is the one taking us where we're going, that his word is true, and that we don't have any doubt of it. Because if we don't have those two things together, then we're not ready to say what God has said to us if we don't have those two things. So that was really important for me to hear that yesterday. But then I still didn't know what the message was. And so, but that was okay because when God speaks to you, no matter what he says, it just makes everything all right. And so I'm just, I I know that for me, I hear God best when I'm just worshiping him. That has been like that from the beginning. I just, in worship, I can let go of all of my flaws and everything that's wrong with me and all these things, and I can just see God, and it just changes my world. And so I was worshiping him. I, I was playing my guitar, and I took communion. I just was having such a beautiful time with God, and... Then I turned some instrumental, I do the YouTube music and I, on my TV, and I turned some instrumental music on. I can hear it from my office, and, and I'm just enjoying worshiping with that. And, and then it went silent, and I was like, oh, after, after you have it on for a while, it will ask you, are you still watching? <clears throat> so you have to okay that. So I went in, and, and, and as I was getting ready to okay it, I thought, oh, I want to change this to maybe some worship music that has words, that I can hear the words, and, and that, would, that will really encourage me. And so I, I changed it to, um, to the music that I wanted to, to go to. And I noticed that um, the first song on the list was Run to the Father. And you see, I've gotten to where I don't just, I just don't believe in coincidences. I just believe that God is ordering our steps. And so when I saw that song, I was like, that's a song on Matt's list. And I know Matt is listening to God. He's praying about his songs and things that he brings to us on Sunday mornings. And like, God, I think you might be speaking to me about this. And the reason I'm taking you through all of this, because I think sometimes we feel like when we hit a wall or we don't know what to do, we get panicked. And so then we decide we don't want to ever do anything. And God, if you just stay in there and keep going to him, he will help you do whatever it is he's called you to do. And it might be a process. It might not be the timing that you would prefer, but he's always on time. And so... um, that song, as I worshipped with those words, um, I just felt the presence of God so powerful. And I really, really thought about the words in that song. And I thought, those words really are really good. They're, I could feel the heart of the writer. I could tell that he really knew God and that this is something that he does. And it just really hit me even, even in a more powerful way than I had ever been hit by that song before. 
So I knew that my directive was to run to the Father, having a genuine encounter with him, which is what I was doing. And then I knew that my positive was complete confidence of my Father's perfect love for me and that I can always come into his presence and find all that I need. That's what I got out of that. And so that was my positive <clears throat> and my directive. So I'm using the song for a, a little bit of the song for an outline, things that stood out to me, which I've never done this before, so this is all new to me too. So just bear with me. Okay, the first part of the song, what stood out with me is the invitation. And I thought about how God always invites us to come in. And it, he said, in this particular part, he said, to lay the burdens down that, you, that we were never meant to carry. We were never meant to carry burdens. In fact, if we do, it makes us sick. We can't really carry burdens. That's, that's the whole point of Jesus. So 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7 says, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. He says give all of them to him, not just some of them, but all of them, the small ones and the big ones. So this is the place of grace where we humbly allow God, our skilled surgeon, to lay open the heart, cutting through to the deeper pain, no longer being satisfied with just being soothed. We want to be changed. A long time ago, God spoke to me about wanting to be soothed, but not wanting to be changed. And the difference is, is that when we just want to be soothed, we just want to feel better. And we don't want to suffer the consequences for our actions. Just soothe me, God. Because that's what you trust him with. But when you want to be changed, you're going deeper. Because you're allowing him to go deeper to a place that, that takes full trust in him. And that's a hard place to go. Especially if you haven't had examples in your life of having a good father. And even if you have, it's still not the easiest thing you will ever do. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So God is the the surgeon, and he's the one that can cut us in a way that is so easy. Have you ever cut up meat on a cutting board and your blade on your knife was just chewing the meat up? Well, I decided early in my life to have some good knives because I did not like that. I want to be able to cut the meat very precise and quick. And God is the greatest surgeon because he does this supernaturally. And it 
is the it's the it's the way of least of least pain to let God do that. Um, and this is another word that God gave me. I can't tell you when, but it's been a while back. It's not the cutting, but the bruising that causes pain. You see, when we choose not to let God be our surgeon, we get bruised. And that's when it's very painful. Um, because just, just imagine the two different things. If I took a hammer to that meat and hit it over and over trying to get that piece that needs to go off compared to a very sharp knife that I could just slice it off and it's done. Tell me which one you want. I'll take the knife. And so the cutting, it's not the cutting, but that's, we're afraid of the cutting. We're afraid when God begins to expose things in us that he wants to cut out to relieve us from pain, we think we're going to hurt, and so we hold him right here. You say, you can come this far, God. I will let you love on me just so far that it's comfortable. And I will come into your presence because Jesus paid the way, and I will see parts of you but I won't see the whole you because I'm not letting you cut me. That sounds bad in a sense, but it's not. <laughs> it really isn't. So God doesn't beat us up even though we deserve it. He sent Jesus in our place. This was his plan all along. God saw our condition before we took our first breath. He knew that we would need a Savior so he gave us his best. And I didn't intentionally mean for that to rhyme, but it, uh, but it did. <laughs> I didn't even notice that until today when I was going over my notes. <laughs> Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was pierced in our rebellion, crushed or bruised for our sins. He took the bruising. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. 1 John 4.10 says, This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Mercy is calling. God's mercy is calling us to call out to him. Galatians 4.6. You can come up. And because... We are his children. God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. So we enter in. We are no longer separated from the presence of our Father, but we now have freedom to feel the presence and to see his glory. In Hebrews 10.20, it says, By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. He has not held anything back from us. And I think, I know I do it sometimes, and so I'm sure everybody else does it too, but we get distracted by life and we 
don't even take advantage of running into the presence of God. And even when we sing the songs, we're thinking about something else. Because, and you know why we do that? It's because we're burdened. We're not running into his presence knowing that he is the one that can lift the burdens if we really go into his presence. And we get so used to a routine that we, we don't even realize that we are not running in anymore. We're just going through routines. This morning, I hope that you will run in with us. Because whatever it is that you need, this is actually the shortest message I've ever preached, I think. But it's what God gave me. So this morning, I really feel like we need to run in. And we need to run in with our whole hearts, laying our burdens down, casting every care upon him because he cares for us. Because there is life out here, and it's not easy, and it never will be. But when we can run in and let him be the surgeon that can be swift, be easy, be precise, because he knows just where to go. Even when you don't know why you hurt. Even when there's things that's happened to you that you can't remember, but they happened. You don't even know for sure why you feel the way you do. But there's things in our lives that only God knows and understands. And so when we go to him, when we run to him, and we say, okay, God, shine your light. As I'm in here praising your name because you are so worthy. I'm ready to do whatever, to let you do whatever you want to me. No pride, just humble adoration towards you, God. So stand with us, and we're going to worship with this song again. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.